It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Coach Harris and I met five years ago and we were in a pool, don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined today by Noah Gardner host of On the Line, which you can hear all over the place. Noah, what's going on, my friend? Not much, Zach. How are you? Uh, good. Great. This is actually the first time you and I have spoken um, since the uh, the Kessler news. How huge is that? Big news. Like seven foot tall big news, right? Unbelievable, man. <laughs> or just a couple inches short of that, but still. Yeah, I mean, just uh, a dude that can do absolutely everything and I got pretty emotional. I put up an emergency pod up Monday evening a little bit after he made that announcement and, and got some positive response from it. So if you want my raw reaction, go check that out. But, man, Auburn fans should be pumped. They should be absolutely – I mean, this is a big, like, culture-defining win. You know what I mean? With, like, you get a guy that North Carolina zone Roy really, really wanted and then didn't play him that much for some reason – and then you go toe-to-toe with North Carolina and Gonzaga, and you're able to, to beat them. And I, I think that's, um, that's a huge deal. And then you look cross-state, and I don't want to turn this into an Auburn versus Alabama thing. but It always is, though. But you look at this past week, and Alabama had three commitments over a span of seven days, two of which were transfers, and high-profile transfers in this transfer market. Noah Gurley, the Furman guy, he was being recruited by all sorts of programs, yeah. including – an assortment of SEC teams such as Florida, Alabama, and Auburn. And then you also get former five-star guard, according to ESPN's ratings, Namari Burnett, who's transferring from Texas Tech, who really didn't have a good year at Texas Tech this past year. But Alabama was bringing in all of these high-profile guys. They also had the center, Betty Ako, commit to them as well. There, were, there, there was win after win after win. And I follow a nice chunk of what is called Gump Twitter. (laughs) I do. I'm friends with a lot of Alabama fans as well. And I see into it through their eyes and and, and try not to engage in it too much. Why are you doing that to yourself? Well, I was actually brought into it this past week with what I felt like was a pretty anti-inflammatory take. I felt like it was pretty accurate. But we see all these commitments surge again with the Alabama program. And I was like, look, they've closed the gap. They've closed whatever gap was there between Auburn and Alabama after Auburn's three straight seasons of 25-plus victory years. And Alabama was losing 15 games a season during that same stretch. Alabama fans had closed the gap with all of those commitments. And Auburn fans, obviously, they don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit that Alabama is every bit as relevant nationally right now as Auburn is. But... Auburn just got to win. I feel like yesterday changed the changed the momentum for 100%. sure between uh, between this in state battle that's going on. So 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, you're you're, you're as high on this move as I am. Auburn and fans I needed so. a win. They, they did. needed a win after seeing Alabama win all last week. Auburn fans needed a win, and, th- and this was that win. Now, with that being said, I think next year is a pivotal year in the Auburn-Alabama basketball rivalry. I don't think just these two teams recruiting at such a high level shifts the dial. You have to go and put the performance out there on the floor. And it's more than just beating each other. It's who finishes better next season. Mm-hmm. And is it a substantial is it a substantial gap between the two teams? Because I think that's going to affect recruiting for years to come. All right, so something I want to get into, I wanted to obviously get your thoughts on the basketball excitement, and I appreciate you sharing that. So, obviously, A Day is coming up this weekend. I love top. I love lists of five. They're very clean. They're very easy to look at. And so, I'm going to ask you a bunch of lists of five today. So, first thing, this is going to be hard. Three of them are football related, and one of them is basketball related. So. First off, and no one knows none of this, I told him that I was excited about the show idea and he was the perfect guest for this, and, and I'll share mine too if you need some time. But I'm in trouble. Um, no, I don't think you are. I don't <laughs> think you are. It's all stuff that you've talked about before. But the first list of five, the, who are the first five offensive linemen that we see on Saturday for A-Day? I think it's the exact same offensive line as last season. I think you go Alec Jackson and then Tayshawn Manning. The center position will be Nick Brahms. Right guard would have been... Brandon Council, but it is instead going to be Keandre Jones. I feel like in that at right tackle, you're going to get Broderius. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, hypothetical, Council's healthy. What happens? Is this Council same? would have been a right guard. Okay, no, 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 fancy moving around or anything like that. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Right I don't there think with we've you. gotten any indication that that's occurred. Even now that we've gone into the second half of spring, I don't think that we've gotten any indication that that has occurred. Because think about the players that we've received. And maybe this is strategic on the part of Brian Harson, but like you haven't gotten any offensive linemen this week. You got Brian Harson on Saturday, and then now you've got you've got Javarius Johnson, Luke Deal, and JJ Pegues, who's no longer even on the offensive side of the ball. Right. Very it was very strategic to say that JJ Pegues was moved to the defensive line. That's the story that this football program I think wants pushed this week rather than actually digging in deep to other things going and, and on. I think I think the football team wants JJ Pegues to be excited about the move exactly so, I mean I, I think from a PR standpoint and a locker room management standpoint it, yeah I, I think absolutely that's the case and, and we haven't talked since that move happened then either I haven't seen you in forever so yeah I mean it sounds like Nick Easton has wanted JJ Pegues to be in his room the defensive line room since Nick Eason took the job. It's just it just took some time to convince JJ Pegues and it sounds like his dad didn't want him necessarily to make the switch until I think they eventually convinced him like, bro, you were going to make so much more money. The potential is so much higher for you to play defensive line. It's and borderline and, no hope at tight end. With his makeup, yes, he would have to drastically change what he does. And uh, I don't think that he gets substantially better just by changing his frame and his physique and whatnot to be able to at least move at a pace and in an agility that that that's good enough to play the tight end position but he can now use his raw power his raw force his raw ability and if they can refine that over these years that he's at Auburn he can become one of the more unblockable defensive linemen in the SEC just by looking at his his 
just raw force that you already saw at the tight end position. I mean, we saw this guy block somebody last year out of the yeah. backfield on that pulling guard play. I can't remember who he trucked, but he decimated. I think it was an Arkansas player that was coming around the edge. And then it, may just, have, it may have been Ole Miss, but it, it was some very unlucky human being. Right. And, yeah. and, I, and I think he could do that to offensive linemen. Uh, I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, a lot of the skills that he has, I think, translates to the other side of the football. All right, we have, I've, got a, I've got more difficult list of five questions coming up for you, Noah Gardner. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Of course, you can check out all of their awesome stuff at BuiltBar.com. I actually ordered from their store last week. I may be getting my package today, but they actually have Built Broth now. They have got Built Go. They've got all kinds of stuff. So I ordered some Built Broth. I'll let you know how it goes, folks, and uh, also some... Some, uh, some Built Go packets as well. But Built Bar, they've got a ton of amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They all taste like candy bars, but they are protein bars, high in protein, low in calories, very, very low in sugar, and they're all covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. I haven't talked to anyone that has tried Built Bars and did not say, wow, this is the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. Uh, I swear. I promise. And uh, I've got some... Uh, some skeptical people in my family. They're like, no, Built Bar is uh, the truth, for sure. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Noah Gardner, the first five non-offensive linemen that we see on offense on A-Day. So take Bo Nix out of it. We both agree. So we we agree on that six. Who are the other five? Who are the five skill position players that we see first on A-Day? Okay, so we get to see skill. Okay, for some reason I thought I heard offensive linemen again, and I was like, oh! No, 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 no. All right, so yeah, the starting offensive line, we or the starting offense, we've got, we agree on the the quarterback, Bo Nix, and then we agree on the, the five starting offensive linemen. So who are the five skill position players that we see first? Tank Bigsby, of That's course. That's easy, sure. Kobe I Hudson. I, I don't think we see a lot of Tank, but I do think we see him. Okay. Kobe Hudson, of course. Crazy how natural he is. Uh, Elijah Canyon. Let's see. I need two more. I, I, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to at least get another receiver here. I'm going to go Javarius Johnson. They love that guy. They do. And the other receivers are hurt at the moment. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think so, what so receivers well, are available. Well the, well, the other the other person would be. I mean, there's going to be at least one tight end. You would think. Yeah, I didn't think of that as a skill position, but I guess that is. Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the makeup yep. of the eleven guys that that line up. Well, it can't be John Samuel Shanker, so it's going to be because he'll be playing against Alabama. That they gave day. us Luke Deal for media availability. Is that the answer? He seems to be. Uh, you don't hear about Fromm at all. And J.J. Pegues has left the tight end room, so I would go with Luke Deal. I'm glad you helped me through that because I sure. wasn't thinking tight end at all. I was like, all right, what other wide receiver am I going to put here? Yeah, and there's a chance they go four wide or something. But I, I doubt it. I, you, you may actually can make the argument. You could see Sean Shivers before you see some other some of these other wide receivers. You're right. Or you could see them start out with two tight ends. Yep. They like to use a tight end attached, and then they put another tight end in the slot. That could be something – 
maybe you could see a, a Fromm or a Frazier on the field over over an Elijah Canyon or yeah, something. Yeah, we haven't heard anything out of Frazier either. Nothing. Yeah, the, the, and I think it, that's the guy that a lot of people zero. are excited about. Yeah, he may not. I, I don't want to say that he's not going to see the field, but there there have there hasn't even been cookie crumbs about no, the guy. There's been nothing. No, there's been absolutely nothing. Um, all right, you want a you want a basketball one or you want a football one? Let's go football again. We'll say right. we'll say best for last. Ooh. <laughs> all right, top five guys yards from scrimmage in 2021. Uh, oh, in 2021. I, I'm, a, I'm asking you to go farther, not just for A Day, but you know, looking ahead to the season, just kind of a little quick is top this five in list here. Any particular order, or is this no, just me naming five? No, guys? Let, let's just kind of lump it all together. Tank Bigsby for sure comes to mind first, and my right. reasoning for that, they will be throwing this guy the football. Yep. I believe it. They're going to incorporate more guys into the passing game than Gus Malzahn did, and that includes tight ends, but also running backs. And Tank Bigsby showcased on film many times last season that he had that innate ability. He, he reminds me so much of Carnell Williams. It's not even funny. I mean, Carnell Williams, his his freshman season at Auburn was catching a lot of passes as well, and I think that's a trend that you are going to see with Tate Bigsby continue. He is going to make Bo Nix look like a star, just mm-hmm. like Texas A&M running backs made Kellen Mond look good. They, it, like, I'm not saying that Bo Nix is going to be checked out Charlie, but it is definitely going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be an easier time for Bo Nix throwing it. Have you seen feet. that some people are now saying Kellen Mond is a day two pick at the quarterback position? Are you I don't, seeing? I don't this? know what people watched out of Kellen Mond in college that made him that made them believe that this guy was capable of making NFL level reads and NFL level throws. Many, what in the world? If you are going to be a successful NFL quarterback, there there are times throughout every football game that you are going to have to make tight window throws outside the hashes. You know, like. Throws that you don't have to make hardly ever in college, but the great ones do in college, and that's why they win national championships. It, when you get to the NFL, it's every game, mm-hmm. and if you're not, if you don't have the arm strength to hit those throws, which I'm not sure that Kellamon has the arm strength or the accuracy, I don't see it. Yeah, that 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 one just doesn't make sense. To Speaking me. of of day two, Mel Kiper in his latest mock draft has Anthony Schwartz as a second round pick to the Chicago Bears. That seems like a Chicago Bears-like pick, though they do fa- they do seem to favor speed like the Raiders do. I, I love I love Schwartz, and I, I'm super thankful that he spent some time on the show. But I don't think he's worth a second round pick. That would be a huge a win. That'd be a huge win for Auburn mm-hmm. if he was a second round pick. That would be. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Kobe Hudson's another easy Sorry, one. I, I was giving you time. No, you're good. Kobe Hudson's another easy one to put into this. I think he ends up being the most targeted receiver. Most natural yes. and most targeted? I think he's the most targeted because he he's going to spend the most time with Bo Nix. You think he's more targeted more often than um, Javaris Johnson? I think so. Kobe I mean, that, that guy is the slot reception freak. You know what I mean? And these coaches are talking a lot about Javarius Johnson. I'm just trying to I'm trying to separate right now and think, all right, is Javarius Johnson going to be the spring fling? We always fall in love with somebody, be somebody over the spring. And I'm wondering if it's Javarius Johnson. And it, it would seem likely that it could be just because you know that there is going to be a massive importation of receivers when the football season rolls around. Uh-huh. Because you got two guys coming in, and Shedra Jackson and Xavier Capers, more so Capers than Jackson, that are going to make a direct impact and are going to for sure have a hammered-down spot in this receiver room. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Capers losing that. To, to the interesting Johnson. thing, though, about Capers, and you're the one who pointed this out to me, I mean, the vast majority of his snaps came from the slot. That's where Johnson is working from right now. So yeah. when Capers is healthy, what does that look like? But I had this conversation... I think it was with Charlie Five a few weeks ago. But 
the previous coaching staff saw Capers as a slot guy. Are they going to see Capers as a slot guy now? Because he's not built like a slot guy. I think he, he's most likely competing with Elijah Canyon for the outside receiver spot. Yeah, I mean, the physically, X. they look the most similar, you know? The difference there is I believe Canyon has more top-end speed than Capers does. That's exciting. And so, and I think Canyon showcased that in the bowl game. And I, they must like Canyon. I, we've heard his name at least a couple times. Obviously, you don't hear about Capers at all because he's been out for the spring. So you just don't know anything about that. But I will say Capers is going to be included amongst this five because I believe that as far as pure talent is concerned, the two best receivers in this room is Kobe Hudson and Xavier Capers. So if you're asking me a top five list of players on the offensive side of the ball that are going to have the most scrimmage yards, I have to have at least two wide receivers, right? Maybe even three. Uh, you would think so. I, I think the... the it's like, where else is the yardage going? Can, I can't put Bo Nix in there, can I? <laughs> or can I? No, let's don't... I mean, obviously he'll be in there. What about... who? What's more likely to be in there? A tight end in the top five? Or I don't know backup if running back? I don't know if they... I think a backup running back. I think I'd rather like put Shivers in there than any of the tight ends that we've talked about. I... I I'm so high up on the idea of Devin Barrett carrying the football. I really am. Oh, you put you put Barrett in there before Shivers? I wouldn't. I hate that I wouldn't. But, but you want to. I want to. There's nothing wrong with that. I want to believe that Devin Barrett is going to be a better running back than Sean Shivers is because, he, no offense, he looks more like a running back than Sean Shivers does. But Sean Shivers is talking about all these things that this offense is doing for him like it's allowing him to run downhill more than he ever has and that's what he did in high school and mm-hmm. he's talking about how that's successful for him so we'll put Shivers in there and I, I but like just in terms so that puts of us at four that does put it that does put us at four we've got Tank Bigsby Kobe Hudson Xavier Capers and Sean Shivers and we're looking for the last one which is obviously Bo Nix he, he would have the most scrimmage yards yeah on let, let's let's try to stay away from quarterback though for the sake of the exercise I think you've got to then select whoever is the leading guy in the tight end room. And we don't know who that is, but I think that's who it is, right? And I'll, I think it's I'll, more I'll say likely. I think it's more likely that you have three receivers that are more effective than, than an Auburn tight end this so, season. Okay, so you think the third so I receiver go is going to have more yardage than the number one tight end. And so I will, I will put an or here and say Elijah Canyon or Javarius Johnson. Whoever gets that job. Yeah. Well, they're not competing for the same position, though, either. We don't think, anyway. Yeah, it it kind of depends on how things shake out. If Capers ends up in the slot, then I think Canyon ends up edging out Johnson because Johnson would be the fourth receiver. Yeah. I don't see Johnson getting higher on the depth chart than fourth at wide receiver. Um, I could. I think it depends on how they use Capers. Sure. I think it depends on how they use Capers. So in that event, then you would say Canyon would be the fourth receiver and Johnson would end up in the slot and Capers would be at the X. And Kobe Hudson would be at the Z. I'm not as high on Capers as most people are. I would say I would say Capers could ends be fourth. Up to fourth, and Johnson ends up in there. Okay. That's uh, I'm not as high on Capers as a lot of people. I think he's a good receiver, but I like the other guys more. I mean, Gus would just pick dudes and is like, "All right, you're the guy. You're it." And like, I don't, I don't think Capers was the best freshman receiver last year, but he still played the most of all the freshman receivers. It's hard to pick out. It really is. I don't want to cop out and say or, but I'll say Canyon or Javarius. You can. You can. I'm, I'm more, throwing a lot at you. That's I okay. am more just cautious of Javarius Johnson at the moment because we've heard so much. Like He is like the most talked about player of the spring other than J.J. Pegues, and I'm worried that it's a spring fling. I need to see this thing actually come to fruition. My um my prediction for like the guy that's going to have the most yards from scrimmage on Saturday was um I picked Kayla Newton. 
Okay. Just because I could see him being a guy that He's may play. play he may play with the tail end of the first teamers, and then I think he could play with all of the second teamers. And so I could play the whole game. Right. What if he plays quarterback? You never know. Dun, dun, dun. You never know. <laughs> you never know. So yeah, that so um he may be a guy that we all kind of like ooh and awe over. It's like, oh, it's Kayla Newton's offense. Like, I don't I don't think so. But you could see it. You could see it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's the best place to um Bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, football and college basketball is over. The NBA is rocking and rolling, as well as Major League Baseball. They even cover reality TV and all that good stuff. So, betonline.ag has got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Head to their website and create a free account today. And when you deposit some cash, use promo code LOCKEDON. For your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Noah, my last uh, list of five that I'm going to ask you to do. This is excellent. Starting five. I knew you were going this way. I've already started typing it. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. The starting five. For Ugh. Auburn's basketball team in 2021. See, there's one There's one more spot left, though, for Auburn right now. They have yep. one more scholarship that they can use. And it changes my answer dramatically, or as Jaws would say, dramatically. Nice. If Scoot Henderson ends up reclassifying. Because I think Scoot Henderson ends up being the best point guard on the roster. I think, I think if Auburn gets Scoot, I don't think it changes anything for me but the point guard position. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And you're, do you have Thor leaving? No, I got him coming back. I, I, okay. I, I feel... So our, our guess is going to be different because I have Thor leaving right now. I have recently heard some things have you? that make me feel like he could be returning. Holy, if he comes back, holy and I, cow. And I don't, I, I'm not going too deep into it. There's still very much so a chance. I'll right, say it, this, there's still very much so a chance that he goes pro. Still mm-hmm. very much so a chance, but... I have recently heard things that make me feel more internally like this guy's he'll he'll come. Okay, so you make your list as if Thor is coming back, and I will make my list as if he is not. Well, what's awesome is Auburn's got so much talent, you could do pretty much whatever you want. You could go to super large, you could go super small. There's so many different things that you could do here. But, uh, you know, at at point guard right now, I feel pretty confident it's going to be Zepp Jasper. Um, because oh, okay, we're gonna be way different here. Well, he's got the most experience between him and Wendell Green Jr. Also, I'm obsessed with Wendell Green Jr. He's a baller. He's an absolute. I am baller. obsessed, Noah Garner. And, and you kind of wonder if Bruce Pearl sees Jared Harper, <laughs> like when he looks at Wendell Green Jr. Dude, I mean, since Bruce got here with Taj, and yep. then with Harper, and then with Javon, and then with Sharif. It, they're all smaller dudes that can move guards and they can, can shoot from anywhere. And can dribble really and well. Their ball handling is actually, I think, some of the best things about their game. And I, I think that's more valuable as a starter than a guy off the bench. So that is why I have Green as a starter. The thing about I, I'm Jasper obsessed. That, that we've also seen out of Bruce Pearl, he loves guys that can guard. 
and I don't know if we know a ton about Wendell Green Jr. as a defensive player yet, but, but we know that Zepp Jasper can, can play top-notch defense. But where does he put those defenders? He puts them at the two. Two. A lot of times at the two. You're right. So that, that's why I have Jasper starting at two. Oh, as the as the I got him starting the two right now. That's very possible. Trey Alexander could be beloved to be able to step in there. This is where this is where things start to divert for me a little bit. Where all we could do a lot of different things. I've always viewed Alan Flanagan. I, I see at at the start I saw Alan Flanagan as a three. I see Alan Flanagan as a two a lot of times now with the way that his game changed this year. He okay. he plays more like, and we've seen him handle the ball more. He plays more like a two guard than he does a, a big three. But I think that's been out of necessity. I don't know if that's sure. actually been who you know. I don't know if that's who he is. I think he's a I think he's a three and D guy, without a doubt. And and, and who was Auburn's three and D guy for the last little bit before before he graduated? Bryce Brown. I see. I, I he's he's taller than Bryce Brown, and I think yeah. he's more filled out than Bryce Brown. His game is so it's so similar. Can he dribble very well? No, Bryce. Right. Uh, criticism of Bryce Brown's game was his ability to to dribble. But both of them are athletic. Both of them can play their their best qualities when they first stepped onto campus was their defense, and he can shoot the three. And so I see a three and D guy out of Allen Flanagan, which people may disagree with me vehemently on this. He is well, he can play the small four position. That was where he started at Auburn, but I think he can play the two. It just depends on how large you want the lineup to go. I uh, I think if Thor comes back, Flanagan is a lot more likely to start at the two. Because I think Thor then has to play the three. And that's that's where else I go with this. With JT Thor, everybody talk, talks about him as a power forward, which, yes, he was recruited as a power forward. But when I look at JT Thor, I see Kevin Durant. Not not anywhere remotely close to what Kevin Durant looked like in college as far as his, his caliber of play and whatnot. But in play style alone, I see Kevin Durant. The guy has the same frame. He, he's super tall, and Kevin Durant plays a small forward position. Not to mention that other guy that's going to be starting at the four. Exactly, and Jabari yeah. Smith, who also very much so re- resembles, and in play resembles college Kevin Durant a lot more, right. Jabari Smith. So, And what I mean by play style is they're very much so away from the basket. They, these guys are face-ups. They shoot the ball really yeah. well. Like that is, that is their preferred play is to stretch the floor. So it kind of it kind of makes you wonder, but then and, and I talked with Lance on this on my show, and then like so, what do you do with Jalen Williams? Does he start at center? Does your smallest front no, court player? No, Jalen Williams does not start for this team next year. Okay, you have to start Kessler. Well, yeah. you have to because you you brought this dude here, and his big issue probably in North Carolina was his playing time. So if Thor doesn't come back, and of us recording this Tuesday afternoon, unless news breaks before then. My lineup right now is Green, Jasper, Flanagan, Smith, and uh, Kessler. Kessler, which is amazing because four of those five guys were not on the roster last year. You got Roy Williams wanting to hang it up because he can't adjust to the game. (laughs) And then Bruce Pearl's like, that's fine. I'll let the game come to me. I'll say Jabari Smith. I I like where you've got Jabari Smith and, and Kessler. I do. I, I'm trying to figure out how to stick Thor into this lineup because... I think you have to put him at the three if you want... You you can't not start Jabari or you'll never get another five-star. You have to start him. No, he's your best player on your roster next year. I, I don't think that there's any question that he's starting. It, it, my questions revolve around everything. I, I think you, you stick Jabari Smith at four and then you build out from there. I've been about told team, but. that Bruce Pearl... Pretty, pretty reputable source. I've been told that Bruce Pearl promised Kessler a starting spot. I believe it. Because he his issue was playing time, and I think that's why Gonzaga fell out because I, I don't know right. what Drew Timmy's going to be doing. Yep. So 
and they've also got some other high profile recruits coming in so and also do you want to go to spokane washington no you got a lake you don't like did i see brandon marcello tweet that he's got a lake property at lake martin lake martin to spokane washington how many miles is that right it's not close <laughs> so it's not close I, I i i would agree with you the four and five spots there i think are pretty hammered down the question is how do they treat alan flanagan and, and jt thor if jt thor ends up at the three and then flanagan ends up at the two and then maybe wendell green or, or, or jasper at the one like i i kind of wonder if this team is going to be able to run the floor but you know because are you they're, kidding they're huge they take two strides or on the other side of it. That's true. That is true. They're some of the most athletic big men. I just still wonder. I still wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no, where can people find you on uh, on the socials and how can they hear on the line? You can find me on On the Line from 2 to 4 p.m. on ESPN 106.7 and on Fox Sports Central Alabama. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Point Gardner. Something cool that we did, though, too, just considering people are listening to a podcast right now, they're digitally inclined, I'm sure. Yeah. We, uh, we air our show on the line on Facebook as well now, so people can watch it and listen to it on Facebook. Um, we stream it there. Uh, you can go and find it on the various Facebook pages, Radio Alabama Sports, Fox Sports Central Alabama, and ESPN 106.7. That is Noah Gardner hanging out with us. Really appreciate his time pretty much every week here on the show. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.